Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 123. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation. Do you have a product or service that you would like to share with the 100,000 plus unique downloads Entrepreneur on Fire generates every month consisting of passionate entrepreneurs? Chris Brogan sponsored an episode for his book, The Impact Equation, with great results. If you would like to have 15 seconds at the top of Entrepreneur on Fire to share your product or message, go to SponsorEOFire.com to find out more. Okay, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Pep Laya. Pep, are you prepared to ignite? I am. My man. Pep is the founder of Marketect, a conversion agency. He builds websites that sell. He is a big believer in evidence-based marketing. Everything he does comes from analysis, data, studies, and insights from customer research. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Pep, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you personally, and then get into your business. Tell us what you do with that. Uh, hi, guys. Um, as John said, my name is Pep. Um, I'm from Estonia. Uh, for the last three years, I've, I've lived in the States, and uh, it's true. I run a conversion optimization agency. Um, I've done many businesses in the past. I've uh, I've sold real estate online. I've had an SEO agency. I've uh, I've been a fundraiser for an international nonprofit. Uh, and so right now, what we're doing is we're helping businesses drive more sales or um, email get more email leads uh, through their website. Very exciting, Pep. I look forward to delving more into that later on in the interview, but. Let's just get started. We typically at Entrepreneur on Fire, in fact, the last 90 episodes have always started with a success quote, but Pep just does not like success quotes. So we're going to honor that and we're going to move on to the next topic, which is failure or challenges or obstacles that us as entrepreneurs always have to face and overcome. Entrepreneurs, we lead a journey of failure on so many levels, but it's really what defines us as people and as entrepreneurs and what helps us to just carry on and pivot and change. Pep, can you take us back to some time in your journey when you actually came across a challenge or an obstacle that you really had to overcome and then take us through how you did that? Sure. Well, actually, my biggest challenge was also how I um, became an entrepreneur. Um, you know, I was working in Dubai for an for a online real estate company and I hated my job a lot. Uh, and I ended up quitting and uh, it's like, hey, what do I really want to do with my life? And, uh, you know, out of many things that I came up with was, hey, I'd like to, you know, see the world, travel and uh, learn languages and so on. But um, I was like, how, how, do you, how do you do that? Um, and just so happened that through a uh, connection in LinkedIn, I found a company and uh, a British internet television company that was hiring people that could work um, only using um, Skype and internet connection, you know, doing sales and stuff. So I got a job at that company and I could live anywhere because the job was, you know, through the internet. And so I decided to uh, buy a one-way ticket to Panama because uh, I wanted to learn Spanish and uh, flew to Panama and uh, did work for that company for two months. 
and was uh, waiting for my uh, second payday. But um, no money was coming my way. And so I waited and sent emails, hey, uh, you know, where's my pay and so on. And they avoided my emails and calls until I found out like a month later that um, the company's uh, main investor was Anita Roddick's husband, Anita Roddick, the founder of Body Shop. And, yeah. and she passed away uh, that time, the year. It was 2007. And... Um, and so basically the company had no money anymore because um, he pulled out his investments and they couldn't pay me. And they said, well, we're trying to find another guy to finance our operations and you're free to keep on working for us, but we can't guarantee that we'll be able to pay you. Yeah. So there was in Panama and needed to pay my rent, you know, and you, know, you need to eat sometimes. And I had no money. And so what do, what do I do was, was the question in my head. And uh, should I go back home? Should I try to make it? Like, okay, well, first of all, I decided that I'll try to make it in the, in the local market. And since I had just worked in the real estate sector in Dubai, I, uh, I emailed a bunch of local real estate companies, um, tried to get a job with them as an interim marketer, as a, a digital marketer. And I, landing those interviews was so easy because uh, if you're a... Uh, White kind, Latin America, you know, uh, the the racism works in your favor, so to speak. So landing the interviews was so easy, but at the at the interview, when they figured out that my Spanish was uh, pretty bad at the time, and uh, the salary figure that I quoted that I that I wanted, I asked for two thousand dollars a month. That was uh, way too much for uh, for Panamanian standards. And so they all kind of declined, but they said, well, we do need what you offer, but we just can't hire anybody full time for this. And after I had heard this rejection reason for, say, four or five times in a row, that, um, you know, like, um, gave me the insight that, hey, how about I, you know, offer this as a service? So what if I, like, created a company? So of course in Panama, like I was there on a tourist visa, so I, I looked into how 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 to create a company in Panama, and the, the legalities were depressing. Uh, so you know I did the next best thing. I registered a domain name PanamaInternetMarketing.com. I set up a simple WordPress website and said uh, you know this is a I'm a marketing company. I do SEO and you know a bunch of other stuff. And then sent emails to those um, real estate companies saying that, hey, you know, uh, I, I set up a company and uh, I'm, I, how about I offered my skills as a service to you? And uh, most of them said yes. So I landed my first client and, um, you know, started a company that I uh, ran for uh, several years in, in Panama, landed many, uh, ended up lending many prestigious companies as my clients like Air Panama and so on. So, so that's that. That was, uh, I think, one of the biggest challenges uh, that um, that I that I've come across so far. Well, that definitely was a challenge, Pep, and you did such a great job just going through and explaining it because I actually felt that I was there in Panama, just at these interviews, actually just trying to figure out what was going on and how I could fit in with these different things, and that actually just leads us perfectly into our next topic, which is the aha moment. This is the other end of the spectrum. 
you had this aha moment when you actually were sitting down and hearing the same rejection over and over again, and you actually took that, put it into action, created something that they could use, that they could afford. That is such a great use of that aha moment. Can you tell us of another time in your entrepreneurial journey when you had an aha moment such as that and how you actually implemented it and turned it into success? You know, w- with the Panama thing, like my, my key learning there was that, uh, A, like when you're cornered, when you have no way out, that forces you to get creative. And the second learning there was that customer developer development really works, which was that I went and spoke to my you know, future prospective customers, not even knowing that they're my customers, and gained insight. So years later, I started a, uh, a startup uh, called Trainedom. Uh, it's a software as a service platform um, uh, like for building online courses and, uh, and membership sites. So the way I went about setting up this company was that I had been doing um, information marketing for a few years. And many of my customers were asking me, hey, uh, we'd also like to uh, build information products or do online courses. But which software should we use? And I said, well, let me Google that for you. And I, and I found that there was nothing. Uh, it was 2010, or no, 2009. And there was nothing at the time. So, hey, I'll build a software, or not me, like I assemble a team. So we were a six-people team. Uh, and uh, we built this software based on how I imagined it should be. So it, we took, I think, eight to nine months to develop it, to plan it, to write the copy for the website, and so on. And then we just launched it. Hey, here's our website. You know, this is the most awesome service ever. Come use it. And what happened was that um, nothing much happened. Um, first of all, you know, when you build something, they will not come. Uh, you need to you need to plan uh, uh, much better. But the biggest aha moment here uh, was that I uh, came to later um, was that. If you build something based on yourself, you're probably gonna you're, you're probably doing it wrong. Only um, I think two years ago, or or, or uh, no, last fall, the book Lean Startup came out. Uh, Eric Ries. Yes, that's a great book. So I read that book. It's like, oh, now I understand what I did wrong. So basically, I had invested a lot of time and money building something that I hadn't um, spoken to any pos- uh, any you know prospect about um, you know I didn't speak to prospective uh, people using who's gonna who, who are going to use the software about what are their needs how would they like to use it you know or you know what matters to them or even the messaging like how are they describing services and products in this field so so I, I built an egocentric product uh, that, and the business ended up uh, failing. It's still out there, but, you know, I've uh, stopped actively uh, developing it. So my, uh, my biggest aha moment, the second aha moment came from the book Lean Startup. Because uh, uh, how you run and grow an existing business is very different from how you start a business. So if you have a great idea... What you should not do is just uh, try uh, invest one year into building it without talking to anybody. You should, uh, you know, of course, try to get something out there, but you should talk to 
your customers about um, or prospective customers about what they need, what they want. Uh, so you would end up with something that people actually want. That is such a true perspective to have in every facet of creating a business. And Eric Reese does such a great job explaining the minimally viable product. You just get something that's a product or a service of some kind, and then you just get it out to your potential customer base as soon as possible. And then you just ask for that feedback over and over again and continue to evolve the product or the service based on that feedback. So that's a great aha moment you share with us, Pat, for sure. Can you actually share with us how you've utilized that new mentality with a product or service that you've recently created? Mm-hmm. Well, I actually creating uh, right now as we speak, um, uh, my team and I were working on a new uh, business where we're going to be able to produce custom websites on a large scale. Uh, and I'm talking here thousands of websites per month. Um, and here, here we're doing it the smart way. We're um, building the, the minimum viable version, getting it out there first and uh, testing testing it uh, with actual customers to see you know, whether the concept is working, whether we need to adjust the concept, whether we need to change the messaging, uh, how do we even fit into their uh, you know, process of buying websites or can, how can we influence how people are shopping for, uh, for websites. So doing it one step at a time, because you know, the whole point of Lean Startup is minimizing the feedback, the time um, to get market feedback. So you don't invest, a, you know, a year and a bunch of money in, in uh, before you get any feedback from the market, but you get something out there quick, so you get could get feedback quick, quick and, um, you know, adjust course um, as quickly as possible if needed. So, Pep, can you share with us, Fire Nation, some feedback that you've recently got from a customer or customers that you've implemented into this new strategy of yours? Uh, a lot of small businesses that we're targeting are not actually familiar with the uh, conversion lingo. So when we talk about what we're uh, able to do for the small business, we have to speak in the same language. So being in the industry ourselves all the time, uh, it's easy to forget that uh, people might use different terminology for, uh, for things. So uh, simplifying... Simplifying the language would be an example. Great. So, Pep, have you had an I've made it moment? <laughs> well, I have had many in the moment where I thought that was the I've made it moment. Um, uh, like when I launched my uh, one of my first products and uh, sold uh, $10,000 worth of uh, copies in the first five or six hours, uh, I really felt, oh yeah, this is where it's at. <laughs> uh, you know, in, in hindsight, it, it wasn't a huge, uh, you know, it was a spike in the business. It doesn't mean that uh, it didn't work out that way that I was going to make $10,000 every five hours, you know, ever since. <laughs> so I think, you know, when it comes to this, I've made it moment, uh, you know, I guess, you know, it, it is sometimes 
what you think is the immediate moment in in hindsight as you grow and develop you know it's not but you know it's, it, it is a great feeling to feel absolutely and it's really important I love this question because every entrepreneur seems to give a different a different answer to it they have a different angle of looking at it for me hearing your answer I'm really just seeing that you really had these great milestones that you were really appreciating that like you had that great milestone of launching a product having it be successful right away and you enjoyed that moment and you appreciated it but then of course as entrepreneurs the journey continues it doesn't end there so exactly. you keep setting those goals higher changing and pivoting as you need to with just new products and services and new customer feedback but it does always come back to the journey and enjoying the journey and enjoying those milestones that you're hitting along the way. Do you feel as though you're at that place now? Uh, well, I, I feel the horizon is always equally far. How far, you know, whether I'm running or, or walking or going slowly, I'm not really getting closer to the horizon because as you eat, you get hungrier, uh, you know, so to speak. Because um, as you grow, uh, results that seemed amazing a few years ago today, they're like, meh, whatever, you know, they're like <laughs> the a standard. So you you, ha you you know your standards get uh, get higher and um, you get new goals. So it is definitely about the journey. Like if uh, if you're not enjoying the journey, you're doing it wrong because you, you you gotta enjoy the journey because. I, I don't know if it's if it's gonna ever end that you're gonna achieve something and then it's like hey done so now I can uh, just uh, enjoy and drink beer for the rest of my life you know, you know? no that's so true and I love a couple of those quotes that you had in there is when you eat you get hungrier I mean that is just so true on so many levels and then no matter how much you're running walking or what have you you're never getting close to that horizon because it's continuously being pushed further back as you're progressing forward. So that's just a couple great analogies. Thank you for sharing that with us. It's just awesome to hear from somebody like yourself that you are enjoying the journey and that you feel like it's an important thing to do so. So Pat, you have a lot of things going on in your current business right now. Very exciting. If you could just pull out one thing that is exciting you right now about your business, what would that be? You know, we had elections just uh, recently, right? And uh, Nate Silver called all 50 states. And he wasn't just guessing, right? He was looking at the data. Um, so this is what exciting, what's exciting in our business as well. Because when we work on our client websites and we need to, you know, increase their revenue by, you know, whatever, or, um, you know, increase the, the number of email leads they're getting, we don't just build design the website by, hey, I like blue and I think the menu should be on the left. Like, that's not our approach. We do it the, the, the Moneyball way where we dig in the data, we dig in the data, we look, we analyze, we, uh, you know, think how it should be. How do we design the, uh, the website in a way that it gets the result? What's the messaging? Um, you know, what, what, is, what does the audience want? Like, we really, really, really go deep into the data and then we make conclusions, we build something, and we put it to the test in the real world. And I love to see the hypothesis play out in the real world. And uh, I love seeing the, the results come in, uh, you know, like the, the, the major breakthroughs that you get. And of course, sometimes 
you know, you, you misinterpret the data and uh, you, you don't see the, the big gains that you wished for, but, you know, being, so to speak, scientists, there are no failed experiments. We just learn, hey, you know, uh, this is not how it works. So uh, it's exciting to, uh, to discover, you know, what, what we missed. Absolutely. And on that note, Pep, we've reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning round. This is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you can come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? Sure. <laughs> what was one thing that was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I think the main thing was that it wasn't the right time. You know, I felt like, hey, you know, I know I'm not sure my idea is good enough. Like, uh, I don't know when and where to start. Uh, you know, have to pay the bills and so on. Because as I shared earlier, uh, it was kind of an accident how I become an entrepreneur. Like, I was forced to. So the the right time didn't come. And, like, I was forced into the right time. And what would you say to an entrepreneur that feels the same way as you felt at that time? I say that unless you have, you know, huge amount of debt and you need to make huge amount of payments every month, uh, the easiest way to get going is to just sever ties, quit your job, and jump right in. Like, force yourself to be in the situation where there's, you know, no way back, like Cortez and burning the ships. Absolutely. And that's another great analogy. And I hear it time and time again from successful entrepreneurs. They literally say, John, I just was in this situation where it was either survive or die. It was this white hot moment of stress and panic and anxiety that I was feeling that forced me to just stretch my boundaries and get to places I never thought I could get to. So I think that your advice literally can be useful for a lot of people. They just need to really cut off their safety valve, their escape, and just dive in with both feet. And I think that can definitely be of a lot of value to get people going. Exactly. And I think the younger you are, the easier it is to do it. Because the older you are, the more responsibilities you pile on and you have much more, many more very reasonable excuses not to cut the ties, you know? Absolutely. So, Pep, what is the best business advice that you ever received? The best advice I have ever received was what, uh, what Richard Branson said when he uh, wrote the book Losing My uh, Virginity, saying, screw it, let's do it. So if you have a bold idea, uh, you have no clear picture how to go about it, just start doing it anyway. See what happens. Love it. What's something that's working for you or your business right now? The best thing that's working for us is content marketing. Every single one of our customers comes in through my blog, Conversion Excel. And, you know, there's a gazillion blogs out there, most of them, uh, and especially uh, marketing blogs, because our, ours is a marketing blog, it's a marketing optimization blog. So in order to achieve success with content marketing, you need to have a, um, you know, a strategy place in place that uh, really gets you these results. So in a nutshell, what's working for us is writing really, really thorough, long blog posts. Uh, and I'm saying two to 3,000 words uh, that really go in depth 
really have some uh, breath uh, in in the in the topic that we're writing about, uh, packed up with a lot of data analysis and so on. So content marketing it works if you do it well. Great advice. So Pep, you're kind of cutting edge when it comes to technology in a lot of different areas. Do you have an internet resource? like an Evernote or something along those lines that you can share with Fire Nation? You know, you have to, uh, as a business owner, you have to uh, uh, measure everything you do. It's, it's appalling how many entrepreneurs I come across that do not measure uh, how well their, their website is doing, so they eyeball it. So uh, Google Analytics, Visual Website Optimizer or Optimizely are tools that uh, help you, like, really uh, measure what's going on if, if you set it up um, right. So I'd like to uh, stress that, uh, you know, you should really uh, use tools the, to, to measure what's going on. Otherwise, you're blind in a situation where you don't have to be. What business book would you like to recommend to Fire Nation? You know, uh, today I would say that if you haven't read Lean Startup, you should not start a business. Um, or, or if you have started a business, you haven't read it, just go read it if you want your business to survive and, and grow. Um, but that, that's a fairly new book. It's, it's been out for a year. Um, before that, my absolute favorite for years was uh, Ready, Fire, Aim by uh, Michael Masterson. Um, and surprisingly enough, these this, this two books are similar in the way that uh, you don't need to be, you know, 100% uh, ready before you fire. You know, aim later, fire first. <laughs> I don't know if my platoon sergeant would have agreed with you back in my army days, but I definitely think it's valuable information for, uh, or valuable advice for entrepreneurs. So, Pep, if you woke up tomorrow morning and you were in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew nobody. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have right now, but only $500 in your pocket and a computer with internet access. Your food and shelter is taken care of. What would you do in the next seven days? I would uh, set up a website uh, on the topic that I know about, which is conversion optimization. Uh, I'd uh, build some. Uh, I'd start a blog, build my up, uh, build uh, service pages to 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 um, to show that I'm in business. And since I have only five hundred bucks, uh, um, and probably I'm gonna run out of money soon, I need to earn money fast. I would quickly identify a bunch of websites that are kind of low hanging fruits that I see that. Um, they're uh, built really poorly and they could, uh, with some easy tweaks, they could um, easily grow their uh, sales and increase their number of customers and so on. So I would offer my uh, service uh, completely free with a catch that if we do uh, you know, achieve significant growth that you'll hire me on you know, as a consultant or you know, to do any work for you. Um, but first, to prove my value, showing that I can do it, do stuff and uh, ask no money up front. Absolutely. Pep, that was some great actionable advice. And you've given us tons of actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. 
Well, if you haven't started the business yet, uh, don't wait. Just get started. And uh, if you need advice on how to convert more visitors into customers, just check out my blog, conversionxl.com. Uh, I write only very high quality posts. As I said, my standards for uh, editorial content are very high. And uh, if you read my advice on the blog, uh, you'll be making more money. Absolutely, Pep. And we're going to link that up as well as everything else we've talked about in this interview on entrepreneuronfire.com slash 90. So check it out, guys. Pep, thank you once again for being so generous with your time, your insight, your information. Fire Nation, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. You bet. Fire Nation, you asked for it and I created it. My first free ebook, 10 Incredible Insights from 10 Incredible Entrepreneurs, is published. All four pages of it. Simply go to eofire.com and subscribe to my newsletter. You will get immediate access to the top business insights from the likes of Barbara Corcoran, Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk, and seven other incredible guests. Prepare to ignite. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.